Texarkana's longest-running sports talk show, Believe in the Yard, with Zach and the Professor, on 107.9, The Fan. Ah, oh, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Leaving the Yard. Zach and the Professor, well, no. It, it's one of us. It's me. However, Tony Kirk is uh, gone for his... Uh, well, once a month vacation. So uh, we won't have him in studio at all this week. Uh, we apologize for no Kirk and company. I know you're heartbroken and devastated by that. He'll be back next week, though, for more fun and merriment. We're going to go on without him this week, though. Uh, Dodger Danny. Danny Williams hopping in this week to uh, occupy the big chair. Nice to see you, sir. Glad to be here. Notice you're sporting the Dodger cap. Of course, you gave me a hard time last time I wasn't Didn't wearing it. Didn't have it. Yeah, I don't know about the red shirt though. It's yeah. it's a clash. Yeah, well, I got a got big plans after this. So <laughs> oh, I big work. plans! I got to go umpire over at uh, the Arkansas uh, league games. Over so you have there, to wear so. red for umpire. Uh, I wear it under the blue. Red under the blue. Red under the under the navy. Yes, sir. Oh, gotcha. Yep. All right. So. Cover all bases. That way, nobody uh, exactly sees your. On one side, reds or blues. All right, very nice. Yes, sir. We've got uh, Zach Fowler coming in at five thirty today. You're going to leave at five thirty. He's coming in apparently at five thirty tomorrow afternoon. um, Trey Hart's coming in. He will be, uh, well, he's former coach over at Redwater, new hire over at Pleasant Grove, guy that played on a uh, state championship baseball team over at the Grove and back home. So we're going to get a chance to visit with Trey tomorrow. We won't have a show on Friday this week because we've got um, we got big doings. It's FCA week, and it's really a two-week thing. But the Fellowship of Christian Athletes is uh, back for their second round or second annual um, all-star events. Uh, Eric Aiken and uh, his crew have uh, put on, for now a second year they will be putting on, a series of all-star games in basketball, in football, in baseball, and in softball over the next couple of weeks. And they start all that out Thursday night over at Liberty Hollow with the all-star basketball game, girls first, and then the guys. That starts at 6.30 over at the Raider Dome. And then uh, Friday night, 6 o'clock, they're starting the uh, kickoff for the all-star football game over at Texas High's Tiger Stadium at Grimm Park. And so uh, because that's starting a little bit early and because uh, I'm calling those games, no show on Friday. We'll be here Thursday, and we'll scoot out in a hurry on Thursday. But Friday, no show because of the uh, kind of the obligation to helping out FCA. We do that kind of non grata, and uh, we'll help them to uh, get a little publicity for their stuff. So no show Friday if you're all – you know, if acclimped about that, we apologize, but it is the way it is, at least this week. It's summertime. And it's summertime. Yeah. Well, in fact, you're going to probably be a regular on Fridays. Can't wait to be here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. The, ex- the I'm enthusiasm. So excited. Can't wait to yeah, be here. Can't wait to be here. <laughs> 
Joe. Well, I'm excited. Exci- can't wait for you to be. Yeah, here. <laughs> I'm excited to be here when it's with you. I'm a little nervous when it's just me and Tony. No, you know? it won't be Tony. Okay. It'll be, no, that's him now working his way to taking off Fridays well, yeah. for the duration of the summer. <laughs> it interrupts the pool time ah, gotcha. out at the uh, Kirk Mansion. Gotcha. So uh, yeah, you're going to start becoming a regular on on Friday afternoons. Uh, 903-735-9905 is the number. Uh, we hate to start the show where we have to today. Uh, unfortunately, uh, for those who've been paying attention for the last 24 hours or so, obviously the story about uh, the passing of Jeff Gladney is all over the place. Uh, the former New Boston Lion uh, football, I think he played baseball well, if I remember right. Yeah, uh, he did. I never he got did. to call his games. I talked to or, or texted Tim Graham yesterday, who was the voice of the Lions for a long time, and I know he called everything that Jeff played. Um, just a horrific, tragic um event that happened yesterday morning you know you're kind of holding your breath hoping that the the stuff you fear isn't what's going to be you know unveiled here you hope there wasn't any alcohol involved you hope nobody was speeding you hope it was just a car accident the end um you know your, your gut tells you at that time in the morning with uh, in the in the Metroplex area, two thirty in the morning, it may be more. I'm hoping it's not. We're hoping it's again just it was an accident. At the end, but uh, just a tragic loss. He just you know, had a, a son who celebrated a birthday. Just bought a house for his mother. Um, just you know, he was finally getting back online after having a really bad year. Yeah, signed a new contract. Signed a new. Everything was looking up and up, and yeah. then this came out. It was, so tragic. Yeah, uh, and and we know the Gladney family. I got some friends who uh, reached out yesterday who were very close to Jeff and the family, and every everybody's devastated. Just totally unexpected. You know it. You know, I remember when my father passed away, and it was my grandmother that was hit the hardest. Who kept saying over and over again, "That's not supposed to happen. I'm supposed to go before my children go." And so I, I know the the Gladney family is gutted anybody that's associated with jeff is gutted um we never had a chance to get him on the program here we'd reached out a couple times and just could never make the connection work but you know we're wishing him the best we talked about the fact that getting a second chance in arizona was a fresh start and a chance to begin all over again and put the stuff that happened in minnesota behind him he had you know been found not guilty of the charges that had been put up against him in minnesota and this all looked like we're finally on the right track and everything's lined up like it's supposed to be and then for this to happen it it's the reminder about how unimportant sports are when when you know because this is a conversation that that involves a young man that was an athlete here and and it also however highlights the fact that most of the news outlets did not release the fact there was a second person in that vehicle there was a young woman who was in that vehicle with him who they've just in the last 24 hours have released her name if this wasn't an accident that involved an nfl player that probably was an accident that gets no attention at all that a young woman died in a car accident yep. uh it's the unfortunate emphasis we put on on athletics and athletes uh but um, i just I, you hate starting a show with this you hate to have to even talk about it but it is what it is and it is what we end up having to do and and i i can't i'm trying to think back about one of these that involved a local athlete that I remember that was at the height of their career like that who passed away from a tragic episode. I just I can't 
place one off the top of my head. I know older guys who had already had their careers. I just cannot remember for the life of me a younger guy whose career had just been getting going, who who had passed like that. And I'm glad I can't think of any. Right, exactly. I, I mean, I'm glad I can't pull up any. Maybe that means there weren't any. And um, it's, it's just one of those awful things. That's what everybody in the last day and a half have been saying. It's just been awful. Awful, it's yeah. It's tragic and it's awful. And I have students who that I taught that were friends with him and they said that, you know, I can't believe this happened. So awful. You know, I just saw you yep. a couple of days before. You looked so good. You everything was so positive, and then poof. You know, it's just it's how you know delicate life is. You know, it, it is it is strange that the purchase of the home for his mother had come across my Facebook feed over the weekend <laughs> because he had bought a house here in Texarkana for his mom, and I just kind of filed it away like that's cool. Jeff, you know, so got cool. a house, and then the next day, all of a sudden. I think Trey Carson's the first one I saw that posted something who, of course, a Liberty Isle grad who was friends. And it's a small, tight-knit community. Yeah, everybody kind of knew everybody. It's, uh, I don't know, it's it's just bad in every direction. But anyway, I don't want to belabor it, but I certainly want to make mention of the fact that we are certainly thinking about the Gladney family and hoping that um, um, there is no hoping. You just, yeah. you move you move by as best you can and it's never the same no that's just what never. it is nope anyway I'll tell you what we'll take a break early today it's about 10 minutes after five o'clock we're going to come back in just a minute uh reminder zach fowler the coach of liberty Isle leopards coming up next well actually at about uh, 5 30 we'll talk with him about a wrap-up of a very successful season took him all the way to the regional semifinals where they uh fell in a best of three series to salina this past weekend but uh not without uh, being able to put your head up pretty high. So good season for the Leopards. We'll talk to Zach about that when we come back. First, uh, we'll take the break, though. It's about uh, 10 minutes after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. Chuck Zach, Danny Williams, coming at you live from the fan, 107.9. <laughs> Prepare for the future and reach your full potential at Liberty ILO ISD. At Liberty ILO, our educators will assist your child to become a college graduate and or career ready. We believe a safe and secure environment provides the peace of mind necessary for the pursuit of excellence. Our school environment gives our students and staff the freedom to pursue and achieve the highest levels of performance. As we say at Liberty ILO, leopard pride never dies. It's after 5 o'clock, leaving the yard. Chuck, Zach, Dodger, Danny in this afternoon. All right. Oh, what'd you do for Memorial Day? Baseball, baseball, baseball. baseball. My son plays uh, travel baseball, so we did that. And then uh, we made a weekend of it and stayed down there and um, went to Revolving Sushi. So Revolving Sushi? Yeah, it's like on a conveyor belt. It's like you eat it and then you throw up? No, no, oh, no not that I kind like, of It like counts your plates oh. and it has all those things. My daughter really wanted to do that. Really? So she's always, you know, the gamer to be there at her brother's stuff. So yeah, we decided yeah. to do that for her. Revolving Sushi. Revolving Sushi. Did you eat a lot of sushi? I ate a lot of sushi. Did you? Yeah, yeah. It's a boy like the sushi? Boy loves sushi too. Really? Mm. You know, it's raw fish. You know that, don't you, kid? 
Yeah. <laughs> He's shaking his head. Yeah, yeah I know what it is. Mm-hmm. So I went to see uh, Doctor Strange this weekend. Oh, how was it? We were going to go see the uh, Top Gun. Right. And then thought about it, like it's opening weekend. Packed. And we expect it was going to be packed. Yeah. And my wife and I are old. And we don't like you know being around uh, yeah. crowds of people, if yeah. you can help it. Yeah. And so we decided, well, we'll do Doctor Strange this week. We'll wait a couple weeks. We'll go to Top Gun. I didn't even understand Doctor Strange. Really? It was so weird. That's what I heard. There was a lot going on, and I'm not sure. I'd probably have to watch it two or three times to figure it out. That's what I heard. You got to watch it a couple times, and then, you know, my son, who's eight, loves Marvel. Yeah. Some of my students were like, "Eh, I don't know if you should go see it. Yeah, there's some scary, scary, yeah, dark. It's dark. Yeah, so it's like one of those that I'll have to go watch first and parent approve it first and then see what it is. But yeah. A lot of weird. Weird. It's a lot of weird. But anyway, that was my that was my weekend of movie. I don't do movies very often. Yeah, neither do I. No. Uh, all right, moving on to sports stuff. The University of Arkansas found out yesterday that they are, after all, getting invited into the College World Series. The um, bad news, if there is any, is they're not hosting, which you can't finish the way they did and get to host. No, their slide was brutal. It was brutal. Lost the last uh, weekend series and then lost the first two games in the SEC tournament. You can't do that. Nope. You know, and not in host. No, not at all. And they were on the, you know, on the edge of hosting anyways. And then once they had that slide, I knew they weren't hosting, but you know, it's a right now in Fayetteville, it's a cluster right now. There's a lot of things going on with around that baseball team and with the announcing and a whole bunch of stuff that is just like, it's out of a comic strip. It's, It's just insane how, People can be professionals and be student athletes and have all this going on, especially at a program that's got the prestige that Arkansas does. You got you're throwing a lot of stuff out against Sorry. the wall right there. Yeah, I did. So some of that, I'm assuming you're talking about the uh, the announcer who on his show maybe on Friday. Yeah. Throughout probably, you know, here, here's here's our thing. Tony and I've been doing this a long time, and we've been doing it a long time here, and you kind of get what you can say in the market that people will not be offended by. And we still say say stuff that's unintentionally offensive. You don't try to say something and we've got four different schools and if you say something about one and not the other, then people take it. They don't understand exaggeration sometimes and don't see it that that's what you're doing, so they're offended by that. But for the most part, we try to walk that line of we're not trying to offend anybody. This is what we do and it's not calling people out. Right, you're not trying for clicks. No. I mean, that's, I mean. Derek Ruskin, unfortunately, is. And the things that he said about Michael Turner, and if you, if you haven't followed this, Ruskin's part of a, a program in the afternoons, I believe, up in Little Rock. And they like to push the envelope a little bit and say some stuff that I'm sure fans are thinking. I'm sure, sure uh, especially sure. when your team struggles. Absolutely. You you know, you want to say, man, you guys stink, or why aren't you doing that, or the coach is bad because he didn't pull this guy and put the – I mean, as fans, that's what we do. Yeah, but there's a line that you can talk about with coaches and with the student-athletes. Yes. And that was very far – he went very far past that, in my opinion. Well, what started this is is Michael Turner, the catcher for the Razorbacks, got asked about, you know, what's going on with this team, how has this slide happened – What's going on that we can turn this around? I mean, he got, he got asked an interview question kind of about what's the state of the team. And Turner's answer wasn't so much, you know, we're just not hitting very well or 
uh, guys are in a slump or, you know, we're not throwing the ball over this. Whatever it is, whatever on the field. He, he did this. He said, well, we're trying to circle the wagons. We're tightening, uh, tightening the circles, as he, as he put it, I believe. He said, we're trying to block out all the outside noise that's going on around us. And then he said, there are true fans, and then there are fans who aren't with the program come rain or shine, and those fans tend to be the ones that get on social media and yap the loudest and say the most you know, insulting things, and we're trying to block all that out and separate the real fans from the faux fans. And I think he was echoing what Dave Van Horn said like a week ago, how it said that, you know, Arkansas fans are super passionate, but you there's bet. that ten percent of those fans that are just trolls, that are just want to cause problems, that are never happy, that you can, you know, have a team like you had last year and you fall short and you don't win the World Series and they're still never going to be happy. No. They can win a World Series and they still won't be happy. No. And I think every program's got that. Absolutely. I think Absolutely. you could put that number 90-10 in every program and Absolutely. say it happens in Austin, it happens in College Station, it happens in Norman, it happens in Tuscaloosa. That no matter where you are, there's a group of people that it's never enough. Right. Like, we won it last year. Why didn't we win it this year? We expect to win it every year. And so what Turner had said, radio host Eric Ruskin jumped on and went, ballistic yeah he called him a rental player because he yeah. came in as a transfer and he yes. basically told said that he wasn't a true hog player like right. part of the family yeah and, you didn't get recruited here as a freshman uh, okay i mean it's i mean i played college sports and i transferred in as a juco transfer so you know this hit me like a ton of bricks like sure. you you try to envelop yourself with the community and yeah in one year you probably don't do as much as you other players have but i mean you don't think he's leaving it everything out on the field because I think he is. He, he chose to come here. Exactly. He chose to go to Fayetteville from a program that wasn't as good. No. And he comes to he comes to the University of Arkansas, which the expectation is to be the number one team in the nation yeah. and win the World Series. He's a starting. Yes, and he's starting. Yes. How many five, yeah. four or five star guys are behind him that he beat out to be catcher? And not sure. I'm not sure if he still is. He was leading the team in hitting for a while. Yeah, and home runs. He was near the top too. And yet Ruskin goes after him and says his comments and turning him around on the fans. Now he starts going, the guy's a loser. The guy's a disgrace. You said a rental player. He's not even one of us. And I, you know, I doubt that players are antenna up enough outside the program to be listening to that going well you know what i don't know that i want to go to arkansas if that's what you there's a lot of stuff going on that's positive that makes you want to go there it is an elite program it is unbelievable facilities it is the best fan base in the country they have had without having a world series unbelievable success the last you know 10 years or more i don't think players pay that much attention to something some radio guy said in little rock Although right now it's getting a lot of play, and yeah, it, went, it went viral. Yeah, I mean, so now, oh, yeah. now you see it. Now you're a kid who signed there, who's going to go there next year. Right? Who knows? Ooh, I got to watch out. You know, I got to be extra careful. Now they train. You know, they go through training on how to deal with PR and and everything else. But still, now, now that guy, in my opinion, has a problem because if I'm on that team, I don't talk to him. Yeah, I don't think anybody. Does. I, I think, and the SID probably doesn't let him talk to him either. And I don't. You know, but here's your problem. It's the ESPN flagship in the state. It's in Little Rock. He's got the most ears listening to him. 
and well, not this week. He's been suspended. Yeah, it should have been. Yeah, for how long? Well, I don't know. They hadn't said. They should just said been, an, yeah. an undetermined yeah. amount of time, but he's been suspended. He won't be on the air for a while. But you can't really deny the flagship ESPN station in the state access to your program. But is he Because be, you can choke out your program getting any attention. But is he going to be there very long? Was this oh, an attention getter to I go somewhere no, else? No, it feels like this is this is kind of who he is. And and I'm reading comments online, and there's the the pro Razorback fans mm-hmm. who are like, the guy's a joke, the guy's a jerk, blah, blah, blah. And I got other fans who are saying, you know what? What he's saying is what a lot of us believe, not just in this, in this instance. He says a lot of stuff that a lot of fans want to say or say to each other. And he, he says it on the radio. And he could have... You can believe everything he says. Well, sure. He just went way too far. Yeah. You can't do that. Well, you, you can. You can, but you're <laughs> you going to get did. suspended. And and that's just not the way you're supposed to deal with athletes. Like when Mike Gundy, you know, you know, sure. said, come after me. I'm a man. Right, I'm for, right. You know, that whole thing. You know, you, 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 don't go go after the the, you don't go after the kids. Right. Especially when Van Horn basically said that a week or two ago about that trying to we're trying to push out all the noise that all that kid in in my opinion listening to both their interviews he was just echoing what his coach basically not what his coach told him to do but what his coach is trying to build camaraderie in the locker room to try to stop the slide and move in the right direction and i'm betting that's a conversation that went on in the locker room absolutely like this is where we are this is what we're going to do we're not paying attention to that absolutely we need to focus on us i mean this is this this is nothing new. No, this absolutely. Is standard not. locker conversation. This happens in every team every year, anywhere you play. Every anytime a team underachieves, which is what they're doing right now, you start looking at this is what we have to do. We got to pay attention to us. Instead of making it a positive, because I think that's what the the player was doing, making it sure. we're just trying to insulate ourselves, be better, you know, get back to playing Razorback baseball, it just went the opposite way and blew up. Now they get into a tournament. I don't know that this isn't an amazing stroke of good luck for them. If you're looking for being mo- and and I mean you you played at this level, how much motivation do guys need every time they step out? You may need it before the game starts. Once a game's going, you're playing baseball. Correct. That stuff goes away pretty fast. Football, same thing. You get it for a yeah. series or two, and then you're back to playing football. But this may actually work in the Razorbacks' advantage to some degree. Uh, it may be the thing that does help to sharpen focus on, see, we were right. See, this is what's happened. This is exactly what Coach had talked about. This is where we need to get back on, you know, Grand Canyon. This is the first opponent they've got to take on. Right, and their draw was really good, I yeah, think. Yeah, they, they got a great draw. They got a great draw. Yes. I mean, yeah, you know, they're not hosting, but it could have been way worse. And they'll travel great to Stillwater. Yeah, not very – yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. They'll Oklahoma, pack the house. Oklahoma State – I don't think anybody's scared of. No, absolutely It's a traditionally good baseball program, but I don't know that anybody's terrified of them this year. No. And how about this? You get a chance as the Razorbacks to potentially host a Super Regional. Absolutely. You win this, and you get some help from somebody else knocking off a top seed because you got to get into the top eight to host a Super. Well, you got a chance to potentially host a Super Regional if you can make this work. And tell me that's not a school that you don't want to come and play in Fayetteville in the super regional no the way they pack that house during the yep. regular season you can't get tickets and then when it comes to the you know when they host a regional or a super regional it's insane i mean the, i don't know if there's a place that holds more people on on a campus than you know what the razorbacks have so anyway it's it's an interesting week the razorbacks did not play well 
They got. Uh, I, I saw some complaints. Auburn got a home yeah, shot at the tournament. Razorbacks had knocked them out earlier, beaten them earlier, and yet Auburn manages to to get the host. A and M's hosting. A and M's um, got a tough draw. Though. Tennessee's hosting. Yeah, yeah. T- yeah TCU and A and A and M ought to be phenomenal. You get the old TCU coach over at A and M, Schlossnagel. Quick, quick shout out to Stephen Trout at Texas State yes. University. They didn't come through in the Sun Belt uh, Conference uh, tournament, but uh, they got a bid to the World uh, to the um, playoffs, and yeah. they're in. Stanford, you know, they got to go up to Stanford and play. They're the number two seed in in that regional. Stanford's the number two overall seed, so they have a tough road to hoe. But you know, they you know you never know what can happen. There were lots of complaints that there weren't very many Power Five conference folks on the committee to select for this tournament. That there were one each, I think, from the SEC, from the Big Ten, from the Pac. I don't think any out of the ACC, and a lot from. The small conferences, who are very well represented in Absolutely. this. Absolutely. There's some fussing. I think North Carolina State got uh, – yeah, oh. yeah, they were one of the first four out. Rutgers was another yep. one of the first four out. I was looking at that. She had a really good season. Yeah, who had a really good season right. for Rutgers, you know. And so it's, it's very interesting to see, you know, how things shaped up. It's amazing. The, uh, the, big, the big conferences are whining oh. that they didn't get enough berths in the College World Series yeah. where this conversation about uh, the, the football Fo- playoff and the NCAA basketball tournament – typically always goes in the direction of the power schools. They're not happy about how baseball's working. Yeah, but I think they'd rather have the other two and let baseball have the other guys. It'll be okay. Because when it all shakes out, it's going to be the big dogs there majority of the time. The cash isn't in Omaha. Right. All right, it's 27 after 5 o'clock. Take a break. Zach Fowler coming up next. That was Dodger Danny Williams. He's going to be back tomorrow. Yeah, we'll absolutely. do this again tomorrow with him. We'll get uh, the coach of the Leopards in here next. Leaving the yard. Chuck Zach. Danny Williams on the fan 1079. After 5 o'clock, welcome back. Leaving the yard, Chuck Zach. Uh, no Tony Kirk this week. He'll be back on Monday. Sitting in, though, the second segment or third segment is uh, Zach Fowler, the head coach of the Liberty Isle Leopards, whose team uh, wrapped up an outstanding season. You don't want to wrap it up the way they did, but only one team gets to win the last game of the year, and it, it wasn't us this time, but uh, outstanding year nonetheless. Good seeing you. Uh, good seeing you. Glad I, you know, last week y'all covered us uh, yeah. all the way through the playoffs. It was awesome to have y'all, and uh, I know a lot of our followers out there were keeping up, so uh, I know they enjoyed it, so we appreciate it. Well, we're trying. You y'all know. did a good job, as usual. Well, I don't know about as you. You don't know. You never even heard us before. We've always been on somebody else. I've listened to else. you before. I just you had no idea. Had, you hadn't broadcast for us, no, but that's I've heard true. you before. That's true. Well, I'll tell you what. Let me go back to last week because uh, when a team wins 27-28 in a row coming into a series, you either A, they're in a really simple district, or B, they're not playing anybody in non-district, or, or C, they're really good. I think Salino is C. 
Uh, they were C and a little bit of combination from A and B. Really? Also. I th- yeah, their district wasn't great. Uh, you know, but they still had two teams in it. You know, the last round, Melissa. Melissa's still around, yeah. Uh, but you know that that district has a little easier draw to get to round four than we did. So True. We, we thought that we were a little more battle tested, and we probably were. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, they they were very talented, and hats off to them. They played well. Uh, and we made that one or two mistakes a game that cost us. So that, that was it. You and I were talking about it after Thursday's game, and, and you said first time you'd seen your team tight. Uh, yeah, that's a weird deal for us because you know we we'd been one of those teams that had been there before, and I thought that experience yeah. may take over. You know, when we got to the fourth round, and yeah. they had they hadn't been there in a really long time. Salina hadn't. And got so knocked was, out early last yeah, year. Yeah, last year they got knocked out in the second. So I was hoping our kids would kind of be the ones that played loose, but. Right. Uh, you could tell they kind of heard a lot about them and uh, had probably read up on them a little bit and try to, you know, they were tight. So it's weird, weird for our kids to kind of have that in them. I was going to ask you about that. When you guys were 06, 07, there really was no social media. No, yeah, not really. Yeah, I think yeah, Facebook just started. Just going. Did you even know or care anything about the the, the, the teams you were going to play against? Well, it's a weird story because that coach at Salina was a sophomore when we beat him in 07 in the regional You're final. kidding. Yeah, he was the third baseman. Uh, the first base coach was the first baseman. And, really? Uh, yeah, they talked to me about that the when we were setting up the series. Yeah. and. Uh, you know, coming into that series, we were the defending champs, but we heard all about Salina, Salina this, Salina that. Really? I think it's just what happens uh, with those schools down at the Metroplex. You know, we knocked them out in 07, but uh, they got us back this time around. <laughs> so, <laughs> But I, my point being, unfortunately, social media lets kids see an awful lot about the opponent. And sometimes that's good. Like, yeah, oh, okay, it I is see good sometimes. We've and used someti- it for yes. positive in the past. Sometimes so. it becomes you make them better than they actually are in your head. Like, oh, my God, this guy's going to Oklahoma or this guy's going to Baylor. And you build I'm looking up. around at our guys, and we're not going to any of those places. And yet, yeah, I know for a long time Argyle was that way. Mm-hmm. It seemed like every time you looked at an Argyle team, they got six or seven guys all going D1 I could see how they got in other schools' heads about the fact that, yeah, look at all these guys that are college baseball players, and we're not. Oh, yeah, it's easy for a kid to kind of be intimidated by that number or, you know, whatever star they are or whatever. But, you know, at the end of the day, baseball is one of those sports where you're really playing the ball. It's more about the ball than the opponent. And, uh, you know, I told our kids all week, I was like, don't wait three innings to realize you can beat these guys. And, you know, uh, unfortunately, that's kind of what happened, like – after about the fourth inning of game one they're like man we can we can do it yeah and then you know you st- we started loosening up a little bit but uh you know you just can't have that little lapse early in those games and just kind of had some bad innings and made a few mistakes but we didn't play poorly it no. was just uh, no they played better and that's that's what it came we struggle to. to get hits that was uh, just yes, it we just struggled and, to get hits. against some really good arms like the game one kid we didn't know anything about him coming in uh, we knew he was a mid-80s righty. Yeah. Uh, didn't know he threw three pitches for strikes, and, and he was really good. Didn't walk anybody. Uh, so when you're not getting any free runners and you can't you know grind out in a bat to where you get a free runner, uh, that that's tough. How hard when you start going a few rounds deep is it to keep up with scouting? Uh, scouting was pretty easy for us until Salina. We could not find anything on Salina. See, they, I couldn't they did either. a good job of keeping everything away from everybody else. Uh, had to call around. Um, you know, there there was a live stream from them from early in the year against Highland Park and Worthless. I use that. Yeah. I did use it all week <laughs> and that was kinda all I had other than what I saw when I, they played Van Austin. I did go to that right. game. So we had very little on them and uh, you know, it, it I don't think it would have mattered uh, if you have some more on them, but at least you kinda know what you're stepping into. And they had a one game series. 
against Van Alstine. And it was crazy because we went to the game. Right. Me and Eastrom and Surratt went, and, uh, you know, we sit there, and uh, Coach Jones was superstitious. He wouldn't go. Uh, <laughs> it was the day before we played Bullard, so he wouldn't go. Uh, and Ricky wouldn't go either. But uh, no, so explain, we had, uh, we'll come back. Well, explain this to me. How, how superstitious? Uh, what, what's a superstition? You know, uh, Coach Jones is like one game at a time. Yeah, oh, yeah. So he felt that going to that game the night before our game, you know, we, we might throw us off a little bit or something and get us thinking about that opponent. And uh, but I was like, man, if if I can lay eyes on them, I'm going. Uh, so we went, and they got to the fourth inning, and the lights wouldn't work in right. the stadium. So right. they flipped stadiums. They're in McKinney, it, right? Yeah. So right. this is you know eight thirty, nine o'clock. So I'm like, dude, let's go home. Like we got a game tomorrow. <laughs> I'm gonna get some rest. Uh, you know we you know we got to take care of business tomorrow right. anyway. So we only got to see four innings of them uh, before they flipped stadiums. So it's kind of wild. Uh, scouting trip so you got nothing basically i saw them twice through lineup so i saw their hitters and you know the van austin guy did a good job against them and uh uh kept them off balance but you know you knew they were going to be tough so yeah tony and i talked about it felt like a lot of in at bat adjustments that they made maybe more than any teams we'd seen recently where they seem to understand okay it's this situation and i just need to put bat on ball as many i can't remember a, a game i saw where there were so many oops kind of hits just over infielders heads yeah and that's what contact does and we we talk about all the time at le it's uh contact wins especially in short series in one game like contact wins so like if you put it in play there's a you know the lifetime batting average on balls in play is 300 so if you strike out yeah if you look in the big leagues over time it's always 300 so uh we buy into that and our kids are like big on not striking out making sure they have to make a play because some of those balls end up finding holes yeah you know, in previous weeks it had for us too. So it was kind of, you know, it was their week and we didn't strike them out much and that's what happens. It's a big park. Why do we Why do we go to Paris Chisholm? Well, Chisholm was a place we've played a lot. My kids have had about eight to ten games there. Really? So it was one of those deals where I, I liked it. I actually wanted to play them on natural grass, uh, but when he offered to come to Chisholm and play, I was kind of like, man, it's kind of a second home to us, so <laughs> we'll, we'll take it. Uh, um, I, don't, I don't think it would have mattered. If we played them on any turf, you know, their turf, we're natural. So right. I was trying to get them on natural, but it just didn't work out. But I thought Chisholm was a good little uh, compromise there. It's sitting in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and I thought it might. Facility. I thought it might keep them off a little bit because we're used to it. They're not. Didn't work, but whatever. <laughs> it's baseball. It, it, it's just one of those things you try. There was a lot of it didn't work this time. That's yeah, just, it was just one of those series. It was tough. It was just tough tough team to play they get spring hill this week have you seen anything from them i haven't seen spring hill uh i talked to that coach a lot though we kind of started together and uh i wish him the best this week it's gonna be tough but uh i know he's got two arms that are you know probably just as good as what they're gonna see uh so i think it's gonna be about the offensive you know adjustments like you talk about in game who can situationally hit the best uh you know who can uh, put the ball in play at the right time and just get that you know one big hit. You like the game where they're it's it's a pitching defense dominated game, or would you rather have hitters dominated? Uh, as game? a coach, you want your pitching and defense to always be there. So I, I like that. But when I'm watching baseball, I like the I like the ball moving. Right. I, I like the ball in play a lot more. Uh, I'm all for the changes to the rules that are like helping get ball in play more and speed it up and. You know, keep it keep really? the action flowing. Yeah, I like all that stuff. So you're one of those fans that gets bored if it's not moving. I, I kind of like the ball. <laughs> I just like I like seeing the ball in play. Like I want to I want to see guys be able to hit it. I don't, right. I don't care to watch guys trot around the bases too much. So, <laughs> and that's just whatever. <laughs> I want to go back to the the second game. I want to go. I want to visit about the first as well. But the second game for a minute. W. T. Jones. You asked him to come out and throw game number two. Yes. And you know we were we were a little bit 
Leary was it going to be Cal or was it going to be WT? And you made the decision to go with WT. Cal Cal seems to have a little tighter breaking ball, but it felt like WT had been your game one starter an awful mm-hmm. lot in the playoffs that we got a chance to see. I'd seen him three or four times in the in the postseason. Now I thought it was the best game he'd thrown that I had seen. Uh, did, did you agree? WT competed his butt off. You know, we worked a lot of drop down stuff with him. He can yeah. change arm angles, and that's the first time all year we've really used it because uh, they were just on his fastball. So we started dropping him down and stuff, yeah. and. Uh, we knew he could do it coming in, but, you know, it's the first time we had to actually use it in the game. And uh, he did a great job. Uh, Cal's just been our stopper all year. So right. we felt like, um, you know, in game one, if we could get up, he's coming in. And right. game two, same thing. And we just never, you know, we were just chasing him the whole series. So we never got to use Cal, which sucks. But, uh, you know, Cal was, you know, WT produced a little more than Cal did on the mound through the year. Right. Uh, but Cal pitched in the big spots. Sure. So we wanted to keep that rolling. And uh, it, it almost worked out for us, you know. If we can get a, get that one more run out of that oh, inning where we had first and third, you know, nobody out, uh, we get two out of that inning. We needed to get three, yep. and we just didn't get them. Uh, that double play killed us. But uh, uh, you know, we we were happy with the performance of and Gage Bellotti was like back to form yeah. uh, the night before. But boy, they put some tough at bats together, and he threw really well. And every time he did throw well, we made a little air behind him. We had those two airs in that game that cost us. So thirty first inning pitches. Yeah, and you know if we make that play, second hitter of the game, his yep. little you know routine ground ball, we kind of kick around. And if if we make that play, it may change some things early. Uh, but that's baseball. You just got you know no root, no plays routine till you make it. Well, so. and you had talked about early in the year, you guys really wanted to try to save Gage in. The- until you got to the postseason. Mm-hmm. You, you'd used him an awful lot a year ago and recognized by the time we got into the playoffs, started to see a tired arm and a kid who probably didn't have as much gas in the tank as you would have liked. You didn't pitch him very much at all this year. You really limited how much he was uh, going to throw. No, we didn't pitch anybody a lot this year. No. That's what's kind of crazy. five is, guys. Uh, I learned about, you know, last offseason, I, I started spending some time on, like, usage rates of rates usage rates of pitchers. Yeah. And, uh, you find out that like you can make them peak at the right time, stuff like that. Uh, so you know, I think WT was our highest inning guy with he sixty was. innings. Yeah, and then you know from there it goes like I think Gage finished with thirty eight or forty, and that's something we're going to look to do again next year is kind of bring our guys along. It might have cost us a few games early in the year during tournaments and stuff, but uh, I was really pleased with how we threw the ball through the playoffs. Do like, those we, games we, matter? We well, you don't want to lose games ever. You want to get in that winning we, attitude. But. <laughs> we tell our kids every game is game seven. Okay, but at the same time as coaches, you have to uh, you have to plan ahead to where like they're competing at their highest, right. and you're trying to win. But you don't sacrifice your later, you know, as far as arms go, being healthy is the right. most important thing. So, uh, you know, you keep health in mind, but at the same time, you are coaching to win every game you play. Obviously, seeing better opponents if you finish further down in the district standings makes it a more difficult trek to get through the playoffs. But I start to look at some of these schools and recognize, you know, do you have to win a district championship? As long as I'm in and I got my guys set up the way I want them to, I feel like I can make a deep run. I don't have to be first or even second, it feels like, anymore. Uh, no, I, I like the one and two seed. Uh, going through it this year again, um, you know, Pleasant Grove, me and Fincher talked about this. Uh, the two seed sets up better earlier in the playoffs. Right. And you run into that fourth round, it's going to be tough no matter which side you're on. Uh, but, you know, so for some reason in the, with our setup with District 16, you play their second seed – you know, in the third round instead of playing their district champion. And last year we ran into Bullard there, and they were really good. Yeah. This year they weren't quite as good, but still ran into them, but they were the two-seed this year. And if you're on the other side, that turns into Spring Hill. That's right. And you're hitting that third round, and it's tough. Yeah. So, uh, 
So, yeah, that one and two seed sets up pretty good, and the three seed sets up just like the two if, right. you, if you win your first round. So it just makes that you first round You just have to get in. Tougher. Yeah, That's get the in, weird thing now, just get in. Get in healthy and yeah. roll. All so. right, tell you what, we're going to take a break. Zach Fowler is joining us, coach of the Liberty Isle Leopards baseball. Take a break. we got to talk about a pretty big and good group of seniors that's uh, walked off the field for the last time Friday night, and what do you do next? You're going to lose a bunch of bodies. We'll talk with Zach when we come back. Leaving the yard here on the fan, 107.9. Did you know there are 52 Arkansas State Parks? Yep, one for every week of the year. Not that we expect you to visit all 52 state parks in a year, but you could if you wanted to, starting this week. So whether you like to hike, canoe, swim, fish, or just relax, all 52 Arkansas State Parks are open and ready for your visit. Pick your park, your place to stay, and plan your next adventure, all at ArkansasStateParks.com. Brought to you by this station and the Arkansas Broadcasters Association. Prepare for the future and reach your full potential at Liberty ILO ISD. At Liberty ILO, our educators will assist your child to become a college graduate and or career ready. We believe a safe and secure environment provides the peace of mind necessary for the pursuit of excellence. Our school environment gives our students and staff the freedom to pursue and achieve the highest levels of performance. As we say at Liberty ILO, leopard pride never dies. All right, 10 minutes till 6 o'clock, leaving the yard. Chuck, Zach. It's actually Zach and Zach today. Chuck, Zach, Zach Fowler. Change the name. We've talked about doing this before. (laughs) We just need to get rid of Tony completely and just make it the Zach and Zach hour. Uh, Thursday, we're going to be over at Liberty Ilo for um, FCA basketball. 6.30 start time over at the Raider Dome. Girls are going to start, and then the uh, guys are going to follow that. All-Star Week. Baseball, you mentioned uh, coming up on the 15th. That's on the 15th. Gage is playing, so I'm going to go over there and watch that. That'll be fun. You're not coaching it? No, I didn't have to this year. Last year, I coached I it. I didn't have to. Well, it, it was a long day. <laughs> Eric, Eric has probably made some uh, different <laughs> scheduling things, but... Me, Fincher, and McClure, and uh, Hooten were over there last year. Yeah. It was a long day, but there's yeah. some other guys get to have that Very opportunity nice. this year. You're, you're spreading the wealth. Spread the wealth. That's Let right. somebody else do it this year. I'll you, come back around. You mentioned Bilotti. Uh He's been a lot to this program since he came over from Longview. Yeah, he's meant a lot to all of us. Uh, I was telling him today, you know, we had our exit meetings, and, uh, you know, it gets a little emotional with those seniors, but uh, just so happy he was here, and, uh, you know, yeah. it's been a pleasure to coach me. He made me a better coach. Uh Hopefully, I made him a better player, and then, you know, I can't wait to see what he does at the next level. Well, I was going to ask, what's he doing next? Uh, he's going to South Art Community College. Okay. They offered him in the fall, you know, and, uh, you know, it's a good place. I know the coach there. He's a really good developer, and, you know, he just needs to continue to improve and add some velocity. If he gets to the upper 80 mark, you know, I think he was mid 80s the other day against yeah. Lina. Uh, if he can just push to where that fastball is upper 80s, you know, touching 90 every now and then, he's got a chance to play at a big time D1. So you see him as like a, a middle reliever. Uh, I see him as a starter there. They're okay. going to let him hit also. So okay. he's, he's got a bright future there. Uh, it's just a good place for him, I think, right now to develop. And I told him about junior college. There's no rules. You can just go play. Yeah. They'll play you all the time. Yeah. You'll practice all the time. So uh, <laughs> it's going to be good for him. He's going to do baseball and get after it. Go, so that's you, it. You're yeah. going to do baseball. No distractions. <laughs> just do baseball. Go to class, do baseball. That's it. He's one of a handful of seniors that uh, are, are graduates. It's a pretty big senior group that you had this past year. Um, 
you know, your outfield was all seniors. Mm-hmm. You don't all have to replace an entire outfield. Yeah, all three of them. Uh, Braylon Blair, of course, in center field, going to Henderson State. He uh, he was kind of the catalyst. You know, the last couple of years, he's been holding it down and down balls better than a lot of people have. Um, you know, we we haven't always ever struggled to find outfielders, but like we're gonna miss them. Yeah. Uh, you know, battle was in left, and that that was a good, just a good story all in itself. You know, a kid that hadn't had a lot a lot of opportunity, and then this year. You know, comes in and turns into a second-team all-district outfielder, hits over 300. In the uh, nine hole. Yeah, sitting in the nine hole, you know, and just kind of sparks the offense when he gets going. Yeah. Uh, and then Ron Garza going into the Marines in right field. Uh, he'll be hard to replace. Uh, just a great kid, like just plays hard, you know, just a lot of fight in him, and that's what you love about him. You had a lot of parts you could move around. I you, did. I had Xander Worthy. Xander Hall was yep. another one that we could, you know, pop in anywhere. Uh, Worthy pitched and played first, DH'd, uh, you know, and then Hunter Morris was one of our runners. Yep. Uh, just we had a bunch of little, little, you know, guys that could just plug and play. Yeah. And that's what you need for to have depth to make a run like we did. To be, to be able to contribute and not have to sit on the bench, you sometimes got to do stuff. Like come out and run. Yeah, I gotta like, have your that's, run. That's the thing, and th- and those kids always did what they were asked. They may not, may not have been happy about it all the time, but like when their roles changed, they they adapted. Right. Uh, they knew we were trying to win, and they understood that and got behind it. You mentioned a whole bunch of seniors. What are you gonna do to replace all these guys next year? Uh, we'll have to develop some more. Uh, <laughs> luckily, we have a bunch coming back too. So there's about six guys that played a lot for us this year that'll be back, and uh, I think we got a few guys on JV that'll step in and help us. Uh, that was our best JV we've had this year. They, really? They actually played for a district championship, lost to North Lamar in a close one. Wow. Uh, but that was one of our better JVs uh, since I've been here. So uh, we're looking forward. Uh, we should have some kids come from the middle school to help us also. So uh, we're, we're looking forward. The future's bright, uh, but we're going to miss these guys because they made two great runs the last we, couple of years. We saw Bilotti had a home run in the, uh, what, Bullard series? It maybe? was – Brownsboro, the Brownsboro. first inning against Bullard, I think. Yeah, first home run you guys hit this year. We only hit one. That was it. Uh, <laughs> How it did was, that happen? Even by accident, you hit one. Yeah, last year we hit like five or six. Yeah, but this year was just one, and uh, I don't know. We just didn't have quite the pop in the lineup. Right, but we could really run, and uh, you know, we 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 did some things well offensively. We got better once the playoffs hit. I think we were. You know, pretty low batting average as a team going into the playoffs, and I think it rose about 30 points. Just they kind of rose our level of play a little bit. Sure. So I was proud of them for that. You added Craig Jones to the staff this year. You, love Craig. I've known him forever. But he's a wild card. How, how did what did he contribute to what you guys did this year? Uh, everything defensively was his to this year. Like he he took control of that defense, made guys better. Uh, I watched like guys like Britton Pipes step up. Yeah, uh, Xander Hall got a lot better. Both his boys got better. Um, everybody that played that infield, Xander Worthy a year ago. I don't know if he'd have played first for us this sure. year. Uh, but with Coach Jones there, he did that, and you know Coach Rushing and Engstrom. They've been with me since the beginning of this yeah, thing when I got right. the job, and uh, they did a great job also. Yep. Rushing is always with the hitters, so he, he did a lot of that. And Ingstrom did a great job with our catchers this year. Dylan Garden got better and better as the year went on. He really was. I'm shocked. He, he didn't get postseason accolades. No, did he, he? he didn't really have a great district, you know, st- statistic. All that goes back right, to your right. stats during district. But uh, the way he performed during the playoffs and stuff was uh, – you know he deserves something. He but, ought to be you know, a favorite. Yeah, he, for he, he was awesome. Year. Yeah, he was awesome for us. How was it adding a new guy into the coaching room? Oh, it was, was that pretty, a thing. Well, we all coached football together, so right? it wasn't That's like true. it was a crazy. You know, we knew how each other worked. We were sure. all me, Ricky, and uh, Coach Jones were all on offense together. Uh, so when when we got to baseball, it's kind of like let's put it together. There were some pieces, you know, Coach Jones, a lot of stuff in the past. 
uh, I do things, some of them different, and we had to blend that together a little bit, and it took some time. But once we got together, I think they gelled pretty well. How'd you like giving up third base box? Oh, I, d- I did that years ago. Uh, Rushing actually did it last year. Ricky did it last year. Yeah, so I've I've quit that. I saw Bill Sykes doing that. Yeah, and I was I was thinking about it. I was like, man, most of the problems are in the dugout. Yeah, they are. You know, if you can keep your kids focused on the game, right? You know, somebody can learn how to coach third pretty well. Yeah. Uh, You know, Craig had had plenty of experience doing that. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Wasn't a big deal. Ricky didn't mind going back to first, and uh, you know, Engstrom that made him available for other stuff in the dugout and stuff. So it was awesome. You got a good coaching staff. We have one of the best. I I challenge it to see who's better. Uh, I know we didn't win it all, but you know whoever the state champion is, I guess can They'll say be better. that. But uh, <laughs> no, I think our four guys get the most out of our kids, and that's what it's all about. Well, I tell you what, we're about out of time. I want to thank you for letting us hop on with you guys this uh, last couple of weeks. It's a, a lot of fun. We enjoyed the heck out of it. Um, it. It's getting it's good getting to call postseason playoff baseball. There's just nothing better than nothing it. like it. Yeah. It is fun. It really is. I want to I want to get back and do it again next year. Well, let's so. do that. We'll make it a date. <laughs> I'm down. Zach and Zach, we'll be back again next <laughs> year to do it again. All right, we're done for today. Reminder, tomorrow on the program, um, Trey Hart's going to join us. We'll talk to him at 5.30 tomorrow. You guys take care. Have a good one. Sure, babies have a bright future. You know, local businesses depend on our support. They're usually first.